Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're discussing why fees are the worst and how to avoid them. They're the worst! Yeah, Joel, fees, man, they are truly the worst. We're going to talk about why they are the worst. Uh, we're going to talk through some of the different fees that we often get suckered into paying. And then we're going to round the show out by discussing some of the different ways that we can make sure to avoid paying those fees in our lives. I like it. All right. But something else that stinks almost as much as fees, student loans. 
All right, yeah. let's talk about that. Those are also pretty terrible. Those are so bad. And there's this new Ashton Kutcher series, Matt. I don't know if you've seen it or heard about it. I mean, you say Ashton Kutcher, he's not in the show. Right, right. No, yeah. but he like produced it or helped fund it or whatever. Yeah, he's right. part of it. Yeah, he's part he's part of the creation of this show called Going From Broke. And I was going to like tease that we were going to have Ashton on the show or something, but <laughs> I can't even do that with a straight face. I wish that'd be kind of cool, but it's not going to happen. Well, with all the movie business in Atlanta, Yollywood, as they call it, Ashton Kutcher has actually been in our neighborhood. That's did you, true. Did That's you hear true. the story about him at our uh, local ballet studio? I did. I, all the moms <laughs> in there, we go taking their daughters and sons to ballet class. We're like, what? Yeah, like freaking out. <laughs> in the neighborhood ballet studio. Just so. there as a dad, you know, with his kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but he also has created this show going from broke and it's about these two financial experts are going in to help people who are just weighed down with student loans. And so I wanted to mention too, an interesting thing, you can watch the series for free on Sony's Crackle service, which is a service where you can watch stuff for free. So going from broke, you can watch it without having any sort of paid subscription. And when I heard about this and I saw that there's a new series where these financial experts are going through to help people overwhelmed with student loans, it kind of surprised me that that was something that people wanted to watch on TV. But also at the same time, it, it kind of brought to the forefront that, wow, I mean, I, I know that this is a problem. I know that this is just a huge issue, right? In our day and age. Like, I feel like it's a headline piece constantly about how much there is in, in student loan debt, specific cases of people being overwhelmed, it being hard to find uh, student loan forgiveness. And so, yeah, this show is obviously of interest. It's, it's of interest to people to see how it's affecting other people, but at the same time, hopefully get some tips and tricks from this show on how to tackle their student loans. Yeah, I mean, and they're not only just talking about student loans and how that is affecting our generation, right? But I mean, they're, they're broadly speaking to just personal finance in general, how we can often make poor decisions when it comes to what we do with our money. And it's just really interesting too that just personal finance in general is it's kind of taking the spotlight, right? It's, it's center stage and people want to see how other people are spending their money and how you know they're doing poor things with their money. But at the same time, hopefully they are able to watch the shows and learn something, uh, learn something to actually help them in their current situation. Sort of like we do on this show. You know, We're not just two guys talking here. We're hoping to actually improve your financial life. If this is you right now listening to this podcast. Yeah, you're listening because you want your finances to look different. Whether you're doing well and you want like little ways to help you get further and do even better and invest more wisely or cut back on expenses or stop paying needless fees, right? Whatever it is, or you're just kind of on the, the beginning path and you're kind of figuring out what some of these terms mean and you want to get started and just become a little bit better at making decisions to kind of get you started in being decent with personal finances. I mean, I think whatever position you're in, while you're listening, we want to, to help you uh, wherever you are. And Matt, on that note of student loans and that show kind of really tackles that in a big way. Well, I wanted to mention that student loan refinance rates are super low right now as the Fed has been cutting interest rates. Well, guess what's dropped? Student loan refinancing rates. And so you, a lot of our listeners might qualify for a lower rate on a student loan. And speaking of our topic today, fees, well, there are no fees associated with refinancing your student loans with reputable lenders. So it's worth checking out. And we have an article on our site where our student loan expert, Megan, she wrote about refinancing your student loan and when it makes sense. And so we'll post that in the show notes as well. But I just want to put that on people's radar. If you are burdened by your student loan payments uh, and you're looking to potentially pay them off more quickly at a lower interest rate, well, refinancing in this current uh, low interest rate environment might make sense for you. 
Yeah, while it sucks to actually have a ton of student loans, I think it's awesome that you can refinance for free. Unlike refinancing a mortgage on a home, which costs a ton of money. A lot of money. That is not the case for student loans. That's true. And Joel, real quick before we launch into talking about fees, let's introduce our beer for this episode, which is Bourbon Barrel Dark Apparition. And this is by Jackie O's out of Ohio. Joel, this is one intimidating label right here. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to sharing this one with you and talking about it at the end of the episode. Thanks to Art and McKenzie. All the lovely folks up there at that brewery. Yeah, man. They sent us some good beers. Really excited to have this one on the show with you. All right, but let's get to the topic at hand for this episode. Matt, fees are the worst. But then we also have to talk about how to avoid them. Fees are, of course, a major pain in our lives. They pop up everywhere. And Matt, we recently talked about saving money on lodging while traveling. We discussed the annoyance that urban fees and resort fees, all these kind of strange and interesting fees that hotels are starting to build into their pricing, they seem to be popping up all over the place and randomly and a lot more so recently. Well, parking fees and Wi-Fi fees abound too when we're booking hotels, but fees are prominent across our entire financial lives now. And we have to be aware of how and when we encounter them so we can be vigilant and intentional to avoid these fees whenever possible. Yeah, and we also specifically talked about fees in regards to your retirement accounts. Paying a commission to a broker for an actively managed fund and paying sky-high fund expenses, that'll eat away at your wealth substantially. If you want to know more about that, you can go back and check out episode 91. But today, we'll be covering other fees that we encounter around us in our day-to-day lives. Yeah, fees are prevalent. They're everywhere, right? There's cancellation fees, administrative charges, resort fees, like we mentioned. Fees have all sorts of different lingo ascribed to them in an attempt to lessen their blow. But they're pervasive nonetheless, right? Ticketmaster charges up to 37% of the face value of a ticket in fees. It's not just one, it's multiple, including fees to print your tickets at home. They charge you money to use your own printer and ink. I know. I mean, (laughs) I don't think I uh, am going to have trouble finding other people out there listening that have had a terrible run-in with Ticketmaster, right? (laughs) I also don't think Ticketmaster is going to advertise on our podcast. Yeah, (laughs) probably not. So yeah, the fees for Ticketmaster are just incredible. And I think Live Nation too, right? There's these companies out there selling tickets, charging exorbitant fees and just annoying us all to death in the process. In airlines, it turns out, Matt, last year made $7.8 billion on fees alone. So that's not including the price of airfare. That's not including the other ways they make money. It's literally just the fees that they charge for getting an assigned seat now or for wanting to be able to sit next to your wife or your family. There are all these fees that were charged now by the airlines and they're racking up by charging us massive fees all the time. They're not alone, but man, they are definitely one of the major culprits. Yeah, these fees, they span lots of different industries. They are incredibly prevalent and fees, man, they are also really sneaky. One of the reasons that fees are becoming more ubiquitous is because our shopping behavior makes us susceptible to them, right? A study of StubHub fees showed that consumers spent 21% more if they weren't shown the fees until the end of the purchase. 20%, right? Doesn't that sound sort of like the amount that Ticketmaster or StubHub charges in addition to what the actual ticket costs? Sounds kind of familiar, buddy. Hmm, Maybe they're like buddies talking on the phone. (laughs) Who knows? It's like, hey, you want to charge 21% this year? (laughs) But basically, we get frustrated and we're at the end of that entire process. And we still click buy because we've already kind of committed that time to that purchase. And you probably still want to go to the concert. Yeah, to use a poker term, you're pot committed at that point, right? You've gone through the whole process. You've got them in the cart. and, And then you see the fees and you just breathe that angry sigh that, you know what? They've done it to me again. I guess I'm paying. 
Indeed, man. Yeah, it's that bait and switch. But here's the thing. If it had been pricier up front on the front end before we had committed to that purchase, I think there's a chance that we would leave immediately. Makes me think of the, the frog in boiling water analogy, right? Like if that frog would have gotten in at the very beginning and it was boiling, frog would have hopped out. He's like, I ain't no idiot. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm not paying for those tickets. <laughs> but because we're committed by that point, right? Like we've already spent five minutes clicking on squares with stop signs in them. And you know, we know we like we can picture ourselves at that concert or we can picture ourselves like at that soccer match. We've proved our humanity to the <laughs> <laughs> capture robotic machine. Exactly. Like I'm not turning back at this point. I'm going to do it. But that's just another example of, of us sort of getting worn down by paying these ridiculous fees. I, I think when they kind of do the bait and switch like that at the very end, that is just one of the absolute worst ways to experience fees when different companies pull one over on you like that, right? And when there's not that price transparency. Yeah, Matt. And, and even as we've become accustomed to seeing more fees in our lives, well, there are still ways that we can mount a legitimate opposition to encroaching fees that we see that pop up. And it's your money. It's my money, right? What are we going to do about it though? There are actual steps that we can take to lessen the impact of fees in our life and to avoid paying fees. And so we've got some really important steps for you to, to implement into your life in order to pay fewer fees. But first, we're going to talk about some of the most egregious fees and how to combat those right after the break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, oh, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making, my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. 
Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, Joe, we are back from the break. We're here to talk about why fees, why they totally suck, man. And let's go ahead now and discuss some of the most prominent fees that you'll likely encounter and how you can never pay them. Let's first talk about overdraft fees. This is probably the most egregious fee that's out there. This is when a $3 coffee could actually cost you 35 or 40 bucks since the average overdraft fee is $33.36. Americans paid $34 billion with a B. Not Wow. <laughs> yeah. $34 billion in overdraft fees a couple years ago. That is just an insane amount of money going to the banks, man. This is part of the reason why we prefer not to use a debit card at all. And instead, we prefer credit cards. But you can avoid these fees by opting out of your bank overdraft protection service. Just make sure that you are aware that oftentimes they can use tricky language to try to get you to sign up to protect your money. Yeah, they try to make an opt-out look like an opt-in or, or, or vice versa. They, they try to make it seem like the overdraft protection services is what you want, but that's not what you want. You prefer for your debit card to get declined uh, in a situation where you didn't have the funds to cover the purchase because that would avoid that pesky overdraft fee. And if you don't even realize that you're doing it, you might purchase four, five, six things that day and you could rack up $150, $180 in overdraft fees in just a day or two of not realizing that your balance was low. That's a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah, if you're making that many <laughs> beer purchases, right? Yeah, that's expensive beer too. We like expensive beer, but not expensive beer in, in the form where you're paying fees. Exactly. Another really pesky fee that you're going to encounter that's really prominent are ATM fees. Well, I mean, honestly, how often are we using ATMs these days? I feel like it's something that is far less relevant in our lives. There, there's more. It's so much easier for us to pay with our credit cards or with even mobile payments. But if you do like to hit up the ATM from time to time, well, do business with a bank that reimburses ATM fees. A lot of banks have networks of free machines that you can use. Online banks in particular often have access to like an, the all point network of ATMs that are available at most CVS and Target stores. And like with Ally, you can use any ATM, but they'll only reimburse up to 10 bucks of ATM surcharges every month. Yeah, it's limited, right? Joel, I use Ally. So if I need some cash, I make sure to make it rain. <laughs> Just get hundreds <laughs> of dollars at once. Why exactly. not? Just to avoid that fee. Yeah. Or instead, you could go with it Schwab because they reimburse all of your ATM fees, which is fantastic. Yeah. And sometimes like when you're using an ATM, 
Interestingly enough, there can be two charges. There can be a charge that your bank imposes on you, and then there can be a third-party ATM fee, depending on what... Like, if you're at some bar in a hole in the wall in the middle of nowhere, there's, in all likelihood, going to be like a $6 surcharge or something on that ATM for you to pull money out. Or if you're in Vegas, it could be like 20 bucks. Right. Yeah, it could be insane. <laughs> Seriously. And and one of the banks that actually kind of started it all with reimbursing those third-party surcharges as well, when it comes to ATM fees is Charles Schwab. So uh, yeah, they're a great bank. If you do a lot of ATM withdrawals kind of all over the place, particularly in Vegas, and you want to save a lot of money, well, Schwab Bank is definitely a good one for you to consider. All right, Matt. And another prominent fee that a lot of people pay is monthly account fees for banking. So yeah, these first ones we mentioned all have to do with banks charging you excess fees. And man, they are they become wizards essentially at charging people fees. They're really, really good at it. In particular, the big banks, they love to charge fees and that's how they make their money. Well, so what would we say to someone paying monthly account fees every month? Stop doing business with the bank that stinks and is looking to nickel and dime you every chance they get. Go to a bank that doesn't charge fees for low balances. We think the best place to turn for your banking needs are online banks. We like credit unions a lot, but in particular for banking services and checking and savings accounts, online banks have the best offerings for a lot of reasons. And yeah, a a few of our favorites, as we mentioned often, are Discover, Ally, and CIT. So open up a new account. And if you're paying five, seven, $12 a month, whatever you're paying to have a checking account with a bank, stop and get a new one somewhere else because those fees add up. You're talking about 100, 130, 150 bucks a year just for the privilege of doing business with that bank. And at the same time, they're paying you nothing on your money get rid of that bank and find a new one, a bank that's going to respect you and not charge you ridiculous fees like that. So Joel, quick little uh, confession. I am actually still doing business with one of those big banks who charge a monthly account maintenance fee. Specifically, if my average monthly balance in my business checking account, if it dips below 500 bucks. It's pretty lame, huh? Yeah, man. (laughs) All right. Can we change that this week? Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that it actually gets even worse because they also charge if my personal checking account dips below $1,500, which is a pretty large threshold. That's a total of $2,000 that is sitting there uh, that is doing nothing for me. I have to admit, I'm a little ashamed. All right. Well, you're forgiven, but but I would say, (laughs) yeah, like just like anybody else listening who is doing business with a bank that is setting up these artificial thresholds of of what you need to make to avoid fees. Honestly, sometimes it's hard to remember or you spend a little too much out of that account and then you get charged the fee. It's really frustrating. It's really annoying. So I would just prioritize doing business with a bank that doesn't have those just kind of ridiculous arbitrary numbers of a required minimum balance that you have to meet every month. Just make it easier and just go with a bank that doesn't charge those stupid pesky fees. Yeah, man, for me though, like the reason I've kept that account around is because I've always thought I needed to have a local convenient bank to be able to make some of those cash deposits that I receive from time to time. You know, like sometimes you want to sell something on the neighborhood yard sale site and they don't pay you in via Venmo or Cash App. They pay you in actual hard cash. But fact is, like you don't really need to deposit that money. Like you can have that money go towards your groceries that month or you can, you know, take that money to the restaurant. I guess what I'm saying at this point is I want to commit to closing that account. And by the time this episode airs, and I'll be doing smarter things with my money. Yeah, right now it's kind of being held hostage. But you know what? At least That is a good way to think about it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But at least you're avoiding the fees, right? I I think if people know the threshold they have to hit and they want to do business with a certain bank that does charge fees like that, but has these thresholds, 
it's okay to do business with that bank if you have a long-standing relationship or if you feel like the benefits that you get for meeting a minimum required balance are worth it then it's okay to do that i think but just make sure you know what you're doing and so that you can avoid those fees because it's ultimately those fees that you don't want to pay you don't want to be paying 10 12 whatever bucks a month for the account for the privilege of doing business when banks all across the country really really good banks want your business and don't want to make you pay in order to have an account with them that's what you want to avoid more than anything else and Joel, not only are they not charging you to do business with them, but they're paying you, right? All the great online banks that we are fans of, they are paying substantially more on their high interest savings accounts. Uh, it comes out to about 200 times more every single year. Yeah, that's big money. All right, let's talk about another prominent fee, pesky fee that you'll encounter that you can avoid. And that's a foreign transaction fee. And these foreign transaction fees, they've actually become a little bit easier to avoid over time. Not nearly as many credit card issuers charge a 3% fee. That kind of used to be the standard. If you'd go overseas, your credit card issuer was going to charge you roughly 3% for the privilege of using that card overseas. Well, make sure you check the fine print on your cards, but cards like Capital One's Venture, Chase Sapphire Preferred, and all of Discover's cards, they don't charge that foreign transaction fee. And you can check out what cards are our favorites at howtomoney.com slash credit cards. But really, if you do a, a decent bit of international travel, prioritizing a card that doesn't have any sort of foreign transaction fee, well, that's going to save you a good bit of money over time as you are traveling overseas and making purchases. All right, Joel, another instance where you might be paying a fee every single month is when it comes to your utilities. Oftentimes, you'll be charged 3% or more to pay your water or electric bill online with a credit card. This can be really frustrating to not be able to use a card when otherwise you know that you could be earning cash back for those payments. You know, I try to put everything on my credit card and then pay them off at the end of the month, of course. But, you know, in this case, you want to opt to pay with your checking account instead to avoid this unnecessary fee altogether. This is an instance where these utility companies are essentially kind of passing that expense that they would incur from the credit card companies by accepting your card to you as the customer. And that stinks. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, typically it's built in like anytime you buy something with a credit card from a merchant, they're essentially, instead of charging you that fee directly, it's kind of built into the cost of doing business. But when it comes to, uh, in particular with utility companies, they kind of put it out there as, you know what, we're going to charge you for this. And in that case, I would do whatever I could to avoid it. All right. Late fees. Here's another thing. This one is on us, right? When we have a late fee from a credit card company for not even paying at minimum, that minimum balance on time. So we would say set up calendar reminders or automatic payments to avoid paying this fee. Yeah, Joel. And you know, in the history of like me using credit cards, this is a fee that I've been hit with just a couple times. And in both instances, it was with a new credit card that I'd been using that had a due date that was different than the other cards I was using, right? And those other cards, uh, I'm used to just paying at the beginning of the month. But with the new card, it was just on a different cycle, on a different billing cycle. So if you're in a similar boat, one of the things you can do, you can actually change the statement end date so that it coincides with your other cards to make it easier for you. This is what I do now, now that I've learned my lesson, right? And I will say in both instances, I was able to reverse those charges. We'll kind of get to that later in the episode. But setting up that automatic payment, man, that is the best way to completely avoid this fee altogether. All right, another pesky fee that most of us have probably encountered at one point or another is baggage fees. And with the different websites that aggregate and price compare airfare for you, all of us, we've become 
a lot more price sensitive when it comes to booking airfare. And a lot of airlines, well, it's kind of this race to the bottom of trying to get their tickets sold for as cheap as possible so that you're kind of in the system and you're flying on their airline. Well, in order to recoup some of those price cuts, airlines have instituted some of those ridiculous fees. I mentioned that stat at the beginning of the episode, $7.8 billion on fees alone last year from airlines. Boo! I agree, Matt. Everyone hates paying check bag fees, but some airlines are charging for things as silly as printing your boarding pass for 10 bucks or charging three bucks <laughs> for water. In both cases, that culprit is Spirit Airlines. Everyone's favorite airline. Yeah, but they're at least <laughs> trying to be a little more upfront about their fees and and let you know, well, hey, this is what you're going to pay so that you know ahead of time and you're not just completely blindsided by the fact that you're paying a fee. Instead, consider booking with airlines like Southwest who don't charge fees for pretty much anything. And in particular, if you've ever tried to change a ticket, uh, you wanted to cancel a reservation. Well, guess how most airlines handle that, Matt? Not very well. You pretty much lose the entire amount that you've paid if you're not able to use that ticket. Southwest, well, they don't charge ticket change fees and they make it a whole lot easier to book another flight uh, if that initial reservation isn't going to work for you anymore. Another way to avoid those pesky baggage fees is to only take carry-on luggage with you and to print your boarding pass yourself or just kind of have it on your smartphone. But yeah, I think there are so many ways to avoid these fees by just kind of taking less with you and only taking a carry-on bag. So quick question for you, Joel. What's the difference then between like Spirit Airlines, do you think, and a company that is beloved like Aldi, right? Because Aldi, what do they make you do when you go to the store? They make you take a quarter, stick it in the stupid cart, and then you push that cart around, but you get your quarter back. But still, that is something that Aldi has done to keep costs low, right? Like this is something that Spirit Airlines has done in order to keep costs low. Like what's the difference there between a company that is essentially being frugal or cheap? Corporate edition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess the best thing I can come up with is the way they communicate it to their customers. And I feel like Aldi has done a great job with their signage uh, of notifying people of why they do certain things. For the longest time, they didn't take credit cards in order to avoid paying those transaction charges. And I guess they just realized over time that a lot of people wanted to pay that way and they were losing out on business on the other side because people had to pay with a debit card and not everyone wanted to pay that way. And when it comes to the quarters, the the quarters for a shopping cart, they have a sign above those shopping carts that says a quarter saves you a dollar. Here's why we're doing this because then we don't have to employ more people to get carts that are strewn all across the parking lot. And Spirit for the longest time did a really bad job at communicating why they were charging these fees and you just kind of get hit with it and you didn't understand why you're being charged or or it didn't just it just didn't make sense. And now Spirit is doing a much better job, at least on their website, with the messaging, helping you understand kind of why these fees are being charged. And hopefully you realize that you're paying such a smaller amount to actually fly for the actual ticket that maybe those fees might make sense when you're thinking about the total overall cost. And I think there's also something that has to do with offering something but charging you for it, like extra on top of that, right? It's not like Aldi, when you go into the store... They don't say, hey, we don't have music because we're trying to save money. But if you want to pump a dollar into the jukebox machine, then you get to shop with music playing. You know, (laughs) it's not like there's a like a special section of the store only for premium members where it's like if you pay an extra two dollars, you have access to these groceries. I wonder if the, the fact that, you know, these things aren't even offered by Aldi 
make it so that it's not something that you desire. And then when you don't get it, you're upset that you have to pay more for it. Whereas like, that's just what you expect when it comes to airlines, right? Like you expect to be able to check a bag or, you know, even carry on a bag without being charged, which is the case sometimes. Well, uh, also too, that's how it used to be. It used to be that you could check a bag with no fee. And then 10 years ago when these fees kind of started to come into play and then everyone started to one up each other and make it that much worse for all of us uh, when it came to paying fees for every little thing when we were booking a flight that just kind of changed our experience and it wasn't something we were used to and all these kind of changing it in another way where you might pay a quarter in order to get the shopping cart but as you walk through the store you totally see why that's the case you totally see how much money you're saving on everything else you're buying and it's like okay i I paid a quarter, but I get it back. <laughs> yeah, plus you get it back. That's yeah. all. That's really what matters. On the me. shopping cart, right? I get the quarter back. But then also, it, it kind of makes sense that the way they're doing it, they're doing it in this really frugal way. And, and then, I, again, they just communicate it so well. And half of the battle is communication. At least half the battle, right? When you're trying to let people know why you're doing things the way you are. And ultimately, if you have the customer's best interest at heart, and these fees are going to result in an overall lower cost and better experience for everyone involved, people are willing to, to partake in something like that. But typically, when we encounter a fee, it feels like it's almost like an assault against us as opposed to uh, someone trying to help us out. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to be sneaky about it. They're trying to stick it to us instead of showing how we're on the same team together. All right. Enough about airlines and Aldi. <laughs> Let's talk about fees for purchasing sporting and concert tickets, man. We've already talked about you know these fees with Ticketmaster and StubHub. I hate these fees. And sometimes there aren't ways that you can avoid them, right? Like one of the solutions is that you can just purchase fewer tickets. But another option is that you can check with the venue specifically and see if you can purchase them directly fee-free at the box office. That's something I've done before at one of our local historic theaters downtown. And you can just show up at the box office, avoid the fees altogether. Plus, it's kind of fun to buy things at the old school window. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's a great way. And, and not all venues offer that. But if a venue does, like call ahead and ask if they do, if it's a quite a drive away from where you are. But if they do and you can save that money, you can avoid paying that fee. That's definitely a great way to go. Other fees that are pesky. TV fees. Oh, man. They run the gamut. Regional sports fees. High definition fees. Broadcast television fees. All right. Well, what's the way that we avoid these fees for watching television? Well, I, I don't know about you, Matt. I would say ditch cable. These fees are kind of an example of the way things used to be, the way the business used to run. And if we continue to subscribe to the old model, uh, the old way of getting television in our home, we're going to be forced to pay these fees. And, and stats have shown the fees that pay TV companies are charging are going up at exorbitant rates. People that have cable or satellite television are paying a lot more in fees than they did percentage-wise just even a few years ago. So the new model is streaming and there are great companies. We talked about this before on the show, but basically ditching cable is the only way to avoid fees like that. And buddy, man, I wanted to talk about car buying fees. This Ooh. isn't something that we experience often because we like to keep our cars around for a long time, but man, there can be a lot of fees involved in the car buying process. Be sure that you are looking closely at your purchase documents. Make sure that you're pointing them out and try to negotiate each and every one of those fees. If you are not able to negotiate those fees, be willing to walk away. This is one of the reasons I think that Carvana is just doing such a great job taking the used car industry by storm. 
because they have such a straightforward approach in how they communicate the cost to you as the buyer. Uh, they just convey that so well. They communicate that well. The price is the price. Like you see the price when you first look at the vehicle, and that it doesn't change because all those costs are built in. People don't necessarily want to have to haggle. You want to see the price. You want to know what it is, and you want to be able to pay that price. And when there's that sort of upfrontness and that transparency within an industry, or even just with a specific company like this, folks are going to be much more prone to not only recommend them to, you know, to their friends, but just to use that company again and again. Yeah, man, location fees or delivery fees. There are all sorts of fees that are built into the car buying process at times. And it's refreshing to do business with a company that doesn't charge those kind of random fees. Uh, And you know what? If you are buying a car, if you're really interested in buying a car and you see those fees in plain sight right in front of your face, ask questions about those fees. Ask if they can be waived or a minimum reduced. Any way that you can at least ask the question and be upfront about how you feel about the fees. That is the only way that you're going to have a chance at getting them waived. Or like you said, walk away from the deal or find a place that that isn't going to charge fees like that on a used car purchase. And of course, there are hard costs for people moving cars around, right? And, and, and transporting them across the country or whatever they're doing. And so to a certain extent, that means that you have to look at kind of the total cost inclusive of fees. So we'll get to how you think about that and other ways that you can consistently avoid fees in your life right after the break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Cachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Cachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Cachava. Just go to Cachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop Mm -hmm. they were fresh out of the oven they had that perfectly flaky crust but guess what 
That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making (laughs) making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, Joel, we are back from the break and we are talking about fees Safe to say, nobody likes the sticking fees. <laughs> they know bueno. Yeah, we've, we've talked about some of the different ways that we get hit with fees all the time in our lives. Now let's talk about ways that we can combat those fees. The first thing that you want to make sure that you're doing is that you are reviewing your credit card statement every month. You want to make sure to notice if there is anything odd standing out. The reason for this is because you might be paying for services uh, or fees that you even forgot about or potentially didn't even sign up for. The worst fee is the fee that you don't even know exists. I call that the phantom fee. <laughs> so step one is to you know make sure that you're getting your financial house in order and that you are even aware of all the different fees that you might already be paying. The next step that you need to take in order to reduce fees in your life is to cut back. Be okay with reduced services. For example, if a cable company is sticking it to you and, they're, and they already are with the regular sticker price, of course... Well, jump ship in order to avoid high charges and ridiculous fees in episode 107. Matt, Matt, we talked about cutting the cord. And really, that's we just talked about ditching cable in order to avoid fees. Well, going with a streaming service, kind of running with the new age, with more upfront pricing, with more standard pricing, with easier to understand pricing models, that is a way to, to ditch fees on the way you watch television for sure. Yeah, Angel, if you are not willing to cut back on the different services that you are paying for, try to be at least willing to switch. Be okay changing different providers. You can switch banks, you can switch cell phone service providers. Anytime that you can prioritize doing business with a company who avoids fees and prioritizes price transparency and customer service, you should. Like that's who you should be giving your money to. Not someone who's secretly nickel and diming you. Oh, and by the way, they're not going to tell you until the very last screen before you click purchase. You know, like that's (laughs) the worst. Yeah. Doing business with companies that avoid fees is actually this virtuous cycle. Whereas we are being a little more intelligent and a little bit more thoughtful about who we do business with, those businesses are profiting for doing business the right way, the way that avoids crummy fees. And so as you switch service providers, make sure you're doing your best to avoid providers that charge 
just ridiculous or stupid or, or annoying fees. And I think overall, as we do that, other companies that maybe were charging stupid fees kind of begin to see that. And they're like, oh, wait, wait a second. That, that, that fee model is actually annoying people. It's not working out and it's not attracting new business and, and it's not helping me keep my current customers. And so, yeah, if we do that, I think it actually makes not just a big difference in the here and now for the fees that we're paying, but it makes a, a statement as companies kind of adapt to the way that we want to do business. And the way that I want to do business, at least, is I want to do business on an, kind of an upfront model of knowing how much I'm going to pay getting into it. I don't want to be charged fees on the back end that I, I didn't realize going into the purchase upfront. Yeah, reward those companies that are doing good stuff. Yeah, exactly. But Joel, if you do find yourself with an unnecessary fee, remember that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Just like we encourage each other to ask for a discount, we are encouraging you to ask for your fee to be waived. And specifically, man, lately I've been doing this via the, the chat option, right? I'm a huge fan of the chat now or the live chat options that banks, uh, a lot of retailers have them now as well. They're including those on their websites. I like it though because it's easy and I specifically can multitask <laughs> while I'm kind of chatting with them, waiting for them to respond. I can keep working while they weigh that fee. And of course, I could call, right? Like actually pick up the phone, make a phone call, talk to a human being. But here's the thing. I'm a millennial and I don't want to have to actually talk to somebody. I like just typing some words onto my screen. Oh, man. You, you know how weird it feels when someone actually calls you now? <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> it's like... Wait, why are you presuming that I was wanting to talk on the phone? Yeah, chat, the chat option, any sort of way that I can interact via text, essentially, it just makes it so much simpler. And yeah, I, I do love talking to people on the phone. I much prefer it in person. But when someone calls you out of the blue, that's when it feels weird, right? Yeah, pretty much now I just assume that something like terrible has happened. <laughs> Agreed. Every time someone calls me, I'm like, all right, who's hurt? Oh, is, is everything okay? What's going on? Do I have to go to the hospital right now? I swear my dad was like, can you call me in the next 20 minutes? And I was You're just like, what? I, I assume something terrible happened. If we needed to talk in the next 20 minutes. No, he just wanted to like talk about dinner next weekend or something like that. But yeah, it's just, it just super funny the way that we interpret a phone call versus uh, people of a different era where phone calls were a little more normal. Yeah, I hear you, man. And another way that you can get kind of fees waived in your life is by using social media effectively. Businesses often have their best customer service folks assigned to social media. We've talked about this before. They don't want negative attention online. And so if you complain, if you message them, even if you just DM on Twitter or Facebook, however, uh, wherever they have their biggest presence, well, you're more than likely to get your issue resolved, your fee waived much more easily if you kind of take to social media in order to make your request known. Yeah, but Joel, in the end, sometimes we do get stuck with fees. Uh, sometimes they are appropriate. And you know, even though we may not like them, they're not incorrect necessarily. But sometimes we are stuck with fees that are just flat out wrong. Sometimes they are straight up illegal. If that is ever the case, make sure to file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau or a government agency like your state attorney general or the CFPB, which is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That's going to be a great way to have not only your fees resolved, but to ensure that your fellow consumer, your fellow customer isn't also getting stuck with those fees. Yeah. In fact, on the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's website, it says that 97% of consumers receive a timely response from the company that they're complaining about. So if you have an error, if you have a fee that you've been charged that you feel is 
out of order that you shouldn't have to pay. Well, uh, submitting a complaint there will actually get action taken. And then they also say that every time you submit a complaint, it helps others. You're, you're kind of playing a role in this yeah. greater narrative of helping uh, of helping the CFPB assess you know the good and bad players out there, the, the folks, the companies who are, are charging errant fees frequently, right? And then they're able to take potentially an even bigger action against a company like that. So the BBB, the CFPB, those are great places to kind of submit a complaint. If you feel like you've been charged an egregious fee or if you've been charged an error, that, that's a great place to go. And it's just gotten so much easier for us to make our voices heard about fees. We just mentioned social media, but even just kind of publicizing it, letting people know that we've had an issue, a run-in, sometimes those complaints, if they're done well, if they're done intelligently, can take on a life of their own, can let not only just our friends and family know, but can reach a wider audience and can help other people from avoiding the same uh, pitfall with that company, but also can create kind of a tidal wave that leads to a potential change as well. So I think we do have more power thanks to kind of social media and the networks that we've developed. Uh, That is like one of the good sides of social media, right? That we can take to it and actually see real change happen, especially in regards to, to pesky fees and companies that aren't using them well. Joel, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure that you and I and everyone out there that we are looking at the bottom line. If you look at the overall bottom line cost, right, the price, paying certain fees might still score you the, the best overall deal. Yeah, we talked about Spirit just a little bit earlier. Their kind of whole model runs on the fact that they charge fees. They charge like just insanely low prices in the beginning for just the fare. And there are ways that you can avoid paying those fees. There are hoops you can jump through, no matter how uncomfortable you might be in doing so by taking just the smallest piece of luggage or making sure you print your own ticket at home. Whatever it is, there are ways that you can avoid a good many of those fees. And so, yeah, I think really considering the overall ultimate cost is kind of like where we should come down. I hate fees that they're pesky. For instance, Matt, I'll tell you this. I was buying a purse for my wife for our anniversary. And I was looking online, I saw the price. It, it seemed like a decent deal, but there was a shipping fee and I just didn't want to pay the shipping fee. So I waited and ultimately I found another coupon code that brought the price down. But even then I was like, ah, oh, man, I still have to pay the shipping. I realize that this company has shipping costs they have to incur, but I've just gotten so used to paying nothing for shipping from so many places around the web that it feels like a fee. But really the price was really, really, really good. And so I I was happy to buy that purse because I knew she would love it and it was a great deal. So ultimately just don't be blindsided by the fee to that extent where you're not taking into consideration the total overall cost of doing business with that company or, or purchasing that item. Yeah, man. And we just touched on this too, but we are not opposed to paying for things that we are receiving the benefit of, right? We know that products and services, they do cost money, but it's just when those products and services get stuck to us at the very end without us knowing it, or if it's something that they're trying to hide or they're trying to slide into the total cost of something. When those fees, when those costs are hidden, when it feels like they're being sneaky about it, where they're trying to not be spotted, that to me is the worst. Like that's when the fees feel completely terrible. It's like a personal affront to my character when that happens. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, you think you're going like, to get that past me? Like you think I wasn't going to see that fee? Of course I'm going to see that fee. Who do you think I am? <laughs> right? Yeah, man, I'm vigilant too. And so <laughs> if I am getting a fee, if I'm seeing a fee that I don't recognize or that I wasn't expecting, 
then you know what? I'm going to speak up about it. And I think that's what we should all do. We should all become a little more accustomed to speaking up for ourselves to push back on fees that are ridiculous that we find in our lives. And I think the more we do that, the more we'll start to see them get waived. The more we'll start to see companies change their patterns. But more than anything, there are also these fees that we talked about that we can avoid in our lives just by kind of handling our finances a little bit more intelligently and being a little bit smarter about the companies that we do business with on a day-to-day or month-to-month basis. Yeah, that's right, buddy. Tell me this. What if there is a fee associated with buying craft beer? Would you still do it? Oh, man. <laughs> How dare you throw me the most impossible question in the world? Well, yeah. I mean, if they're upfront about it and we knew about that cost on the front end, I would gladly take that into account when I'm considering my beer offerings. Yeah, but I look for a beer shop that was fee-free, <laughs> you know, like they found a way to kind of not charge a ridiculous fee. Uh, so speaking of beer, our beer for this episode was, like we mentioned earlier, Bourbon Barrel Dark Apparition. This is by Jackie O's. And Joel, I did a little bit of looking up because I thought Jackie O's was a very unique name for a brewery. My assumption is that the name is based on John F. Kennedy's wife, Jacqueline Onassis Kennedy. Am I, am I Ooh, right or wrong? Uh, very close. It was, it was named after a female. So Art, right? He's the, uh, the founder of, of the brewery. He named it after his mom. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he took over the brew pub uh, that became Jackie O's Brewery. And he just named the place after his mom, which to me is such a like strong Midwestern thing to do. It's like, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, buddy, what you going to name the brewery? Uh, I'm going to name it after my mom. <laughs> what a cool guy, man. I saw, got such a good vibe from him emailing back and forth. So no wonder he's a cool dude. He named his brewery after his mom. Yeah. It sounds like he was uh, raised well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what were your thoughts on the beer? Yeah, so this was a stout that was aged in bourbon barrels. And man, the first thing I noticed was that on the nose, it had a pretty noticeable bourbon aroma. And along with that, it almost had like sort of this warm apple cidery sweetness to it. With it being cooler out these days, I was really drawn to that. Uh, It was really kind of warm and comforting before I even took my first sip. But man, as far as the flavor goes, it was a big malty beer. It had a lot of those flavors on the tongue. But those flavors, they didn't really sit heavy on the tongue, right? Like I tasted all those flavors, but then they kind of quickly moved on. And then on the finish, I feel like it kind of ended with more of that sort of bourbon kick, which I appreciate because I'm a fan of bourbon myself. Yeah, I thought this was a really interesting stout, very unique. It it actually had a little bit of, of hop presence, which is rare in a stout. It's not kind of something that you normally get. And so it had these like kind of floral hops, I thought, booming out, like bursting forth a little bit inside of this midnight black bourbon barrel aged out. So it, it kind of lent itself to being this really unique, special and delicious stout that also had kind of like some figgy qualities, like qualities of like a Belgian style quad. So yeah, it was just really fascinating kind of concoction beer uh, that, man, I really enjoyed. And I agree. It's it's nice for especially like a cold winter night, like a dark stout like mm. this with kind of all these interesting flavor profile things going on inside of it. Yeah, it was very unique and very tasty. Yeah, I'm with you on the Belgian quad because it's got the sweetness that you find in quads a lot of times. Because often with a big stout like this, they have some more of those bitter, like dark chocolate notes or like a roasted coffee kind of profile to it. So I hear you, dude. All right, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. And we'll have show notes up for the episode on our website at howtomoney.com. Also, there on the website, if you think we can make some improvements to the show, you can go to howtomoney.com slash do better. And you can let us know there how we can make the show more informative and more helpful. All right, buddy, that's going to be it for this episode. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out.
It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.